America is a sandwich-based society. That's something that not a lot of people think about, but it's like, it's not even really a joke. Like our, our food hierarchy, our, our dining structure, it's completely based around putting things on bread, putting things between two slices of bread. You know, when you think of like Asian cuisines, whether it's sushi or Japanese food, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Chinese food, Korean barbecue, rice, huge, rice. you know, huge, huge even uh, even things like teriyaki sauce, big, big thing that gets in there. Think even uh, 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 Latin food, you know, uh, Mexican food. Again, a lot of rice, a lot of beans uh, and tortillas. Uh, America, it's, it's really all sandwich based. From yeah, bread. Bird, you know, like like there's that whole talk about um about hot dogs like is a hot dog a sandwich like whether whether you believe that or not for the sake of this argument like hot dogs burgers those are sandwiches breakfast sandwiches are obviously sandwiches like you know even even when they're like oh we've got this new hot thing in america everybody loves chipotle it's like well that's just a mexican sandwich it's just their (laughs) version of bread with stuff inside the tortilla yeah I think sandwiches are really big in the Midwest. I know, uh, like the Timberwolves, like promo for like you know, like if if it's, it's if they hit a certain amount of threes in a game, you get like a coupon for a free French dip sandwich from Arby's. So it is. Always, yeah, I always thought that was so specific. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not theory, quite the uh, the frosty promotion. Well, see, I knew you were going to say that, and undoubtedly. Uh, the frosty promotion is more exciting, uh, more you know, fires up the people more. I'm I'm not arguing that. I think it just makes more sense to it. Well, well, hold on here, but but where the Timberwolves deserve some credit, a free French dip sandwich like that's sustenance. You know what I mean? Like if you're a homeless, yeah, well, I, I suppose you need to show your ticket. I was about to say like, but that's a big boon for the homeless. You know what I mean? Like a free French dip sandwich, like that's. That, that's getting you through a few hours of the day. But but again, now that I, I think about it, uh, you'd have to own a, a Timberwolves ticket stub, ticket which that. to a homeless man, probably the juice ain't worth the squeeze there, you know? But, you know, you think just, people are calling that out at, at fast food restaurants? What? Like proof of the ticket? Oh, uh, yeah. No. Um, oh, uh, actually, you know, it's funny you say that because Mr. Shestak, uh, uh, a friend of ours, uh, dad, uh, I probably shouldn't have just said his name. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, now, like he didn't do This is a rare instance where he isn't uh, at, at fault or being weird at all. He went to a Wendy's for the frosty, for the free frosty. They're just like, oh, like we aren't a participating Wendy's. It's like a Wendy's in like Cherry Hill. You know what I mean? Like, like, like very, very much so. Like I thought you could go to one like even outside the area. No, no. Nope, nope. Like this, this is a prime. This isn't, you know, oh, we're a Knicks Wendy's either. Like this is a prime Sixers Philly area Wendy's. And they were just, they just told him no. So is it just like, is it the closest one in the stadium that you have to go to or something? What I don't understand, you know, know and I, obviously this is all different if you're working at a mom and pop, a small chain, whatever. If I'm working at like a Wendy's, a national business or something like that, I could care less. Like, like I'm saying, like I would just give the guy the frosty. Yeah, yeah, that's no skin off my back. You know what I mean, dude? I was, I'll never forget. Um, who decides that? Is it like the whoever owns that particular one? Yeah, I'd never go back to that Wendy's again. Ever the the McDonald's the in my look. area used to was like initiated skimming on sauces and like mm-hmm. they at one point had like a sign up that was like you know if you order this amount of chicken or fries like this is amount of sauce Popeyes does piece. that 
Popeyes. Oh yeah, Popeyes is really bad. But I, that, I love Popeyes, but it does that. And I remember the uh, the one McDonald's down the shore was real big on that. Where they that's were what like, I'm talking about. That's what you're talking about. Yep. 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 I talk um, shit about that one all the time because of it. Yeah. No, that's that's a bad reputation. There's a different Wawa or a. I feel like down the, the Jersey Shore too in Ocean City. Like that's a weird spot to do that at. There's a different McDonald's. So one time I was trying to go to the that cheap McDonald's we're talking about, the bad one, mm-hmm. but like their like credit card machine was down. Uh, I guess they didn't want to spend the money on that either. And I had to go over the bridge to a different McDonald's, and this McDonald's was like packed because the other McDonald's was was basically closed in, in this yeah. year. You know, if your credit card machine's down, dude. There was like this black teenage girl fucking like taking orders working three machines at once and just this 50 year old white woman manager just barking orders like there's like a line out the door again because there's a ton of people here this woman's just like hello there's people in line like why aren't you doing i i at one point i'm like well you know like like she could probably help out more if you gave her a hand. Like, why don't, why don't you get behind the fryer later or something? Over there? It was, it reminded me of that meme where it's like a picture of a man yelling at workers to like pull. Yeah, why don't you- exactly. And it reminded me of that meme where it's like, like this man's like ordering people to pull a chariot and it's like boss. And then it's a man pulling the chariot with the people and it says leader. You know what I'm saying? Like one's one's a boss, one's a leader. You can't be, you can't 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 be. Can't you think the girl, the lady, not making minimum wage too would be would be the one to step in there too at that point. Yeah, it's like it's like these generals that make all these big plans in war that involve like ten thousand men dying as a diversion, and then twenty thousand coming in from the other out. side. <laughs> yeah, it's just like well, you're not you're you know you're gonna be sitting in an armchair puffing a cigar drinking brandy like well what do you got to lose here you know i no. do i do miss that al in like the medieval times if you were you were part of that like you were a big deal in, in your your military you had to be like the person out front and stuff they don't really have that anymore yeah like, that's a little start i'll never forget i always used to say that like i miss the idea of medieval combat because it just seemed much more fair uh, but then I recently watched a movie with Brad Pitt, Troy, where he plays Achilles. Uh, yeah, dude, like people are getting yes, their guts yes, ripped did. out by like pointy swords and stuff. Uh, that doesn't look any fun. That's no good. You know, <laughs> that's you don't look fun to you. No, nah, you don't. You don't want to be getting like chopped up inside. Uh, that's nor do you want to. At least like, you know who's killing you, though. Now we got like people like. Definitely, like but like, you don't want to be chopping somebody up either. That's that's very traumatic. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah. I do like, love that every one of those movies always has like the one guy that like the seven foot guy that they bring out the fight. They have to show that Brad Pitt is, is a superior fighter than everybody by fighting like the seven foot guy that the other side has. Yeah, I, I, back back then and by back then, I mean, like any ancient time being really tall just had to be great. You know, that'd be awesome. Like, well, what could anybody do? I mean, that's, that's you think they really had those guys that like the seven foot guys, or you think he was like six two? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's probably like uh, probably like five ten, and that was just what a what a yeah, giant. This was. guy's a giant. I mean, dude, that's real. That like uh, Genghis Khan used to go around when he conquered a village, and it was like if you were taller than some like stump of wood, he'd just kill you because he was like, hey, that guy looks a little tough. 
not gonna leave him around when we leave the village. Is that, I do, I've never heard of that. That's oh yeah, movie. yeah, no. Uh, you know, again, I, I, no speculation if it's true or not, but like that, that's where some people counter that it isn't racism, but actually like a biological thing when that like Asian people are like shorter because like, you know, oh, because hundreds of, that, of years yeah, ago, it was, like, all these tall people got killed off. You know what Just I mean? Killed them all. Yeah, whereas like in in like the north, you know, people think of Scandinavians as being big. Well, back in Viking times, if you were small, you'd die. You know what I mean? So like, oh, again, I, I, I went for short people. I like that. I, I do know the stump thing is true. I don't know again if that affects heights of, of people, but but Genghis Khan did kill enough people to like, they say that he he affected global warming. Like he he stopped, he made the plan. I have heard that. That that put how I, many I've people heard. he killed. Yeah. So again, like it's not ridiculous to imagine that if he was killed that many people. I forget what the story is, but like like there were again, I'm not I mean I don't think anyone's canceling you over Genghis Kong takes, but like I, I think he was like fair about certain stuff. But like I remember reading these stories where it was like somebody would just like disrespect him and be like, all right, like gotta set an example and it'd be like entire civilizations getting removed from history in the face of the earth and it's just like all right like i have i have heard that i didn't hear the the tall one with him yeah i gotta support the tall one as a a shorter guy i gotta i gotta support that yeah yeah dude he also had like a crazy childhood where like his dad died and he like you know and and he he was he kind of had like a simba from the lion king-esque uh childhood but like without the dancing and singing with the baboons and the 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 war that wasn't part of it timon yeah no but like and i was gonna say like instead there was just horrible living in medieval times had to be have an uncle scar what did he have an uncle scar figure no like kind of like yeah like his his dad died and he was like the prince and somebody else was just like dead dad like looks like i'm king now bitch you know and and like i believe like his wife got like kidnapped or something and he like kind of like went to a village and just got his wife back and killed some people very cliff notes version of the rise of genghis Khan. there was also a kong named like kubla kong or something which is really cool Makes it sound like the Donkey yeah. Kong. I didn't thing. know. I didn't know you knew so much about uh, Genghis Khan. I, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of the the what I know, but I, I know a surface level amount about near anything. You know, if you threw That's me, yeah. if you threw me at a dinner party with an expert on anything, I I you know, I I, I could worm my way in. I believe that. I believe that. What um, did you know? Donkey Kong has an uncle named Kuki Kong. What? Donkey Kong. He has an uncle named uh, Funky Kong. Funky Kong? Yeah. Uh, did now, the, did so- the name change on the second one? No. Why? <laughs> all right. All right. He's talking about his uncle Cranky Kong. All right. So. Um, Cranky Kong and then Funky Kong. Sorry, you have a uh, a kickball story or a uh, basket pickup basketball. Yeah, I don't know why you keep it thinking it's a kickball story. A pickup basketball story from your youth to tell. It us. does make the story much funnier if it was because of kickball, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, honestly, like with basketball, it's just kind of a sad story. With kickball, I think that it would have made it like a funny, sad story. I would like after we get done telling the story i would like to know how <laughs> you thought it could have been a kickball story all right sure sure like, God. <laughs> what part uh i got a great explanation i forgot you wanted me to tell this <laughs> yeah. dive uh, deep into your traumatic childhood memories. <laughs> uh 
Uh, so that was what se- seventh or eighth grade? I, I believe it was eighth grade. Oh, I thought you were much younger than that. Wow. Yeah, I was not. <laughs> oh damn! That could that could have that could end bad for you. Yeah, I, I got lucky. Uh, so seventh or eighth grade, I was playing in like a men's basketball league with some uh, my brothers, some of their friends. We play in the men's basketball league inside, and then afterwards we went outside and we were. Just, we're tired yet and we said like oh we'll play pick up basketball game outside the gym in philadelphia um they we start playing pickup and i was still pretty young seventh grade grade and Not one of the old guys we were playing that. with uh was getting upset about the game and uh he did not like he was losing so he gives me a shove i was the youngest person by four on the court so when my other brothers went up gave him a shove we think that's gonna be the end of it group of like I, I don't know where they came from. It was like almost like out of an old timey cartoon behind the school, like not even exaggerating, like 20, 25 people come running out from behind the building. And just, I didn't get touched once, but uh, my brother and her friends did get <laughs> shit beat out of them. Uh, the, like, this isn't, I shouldn't say funny, but the part <laughs> that was craziest to me is there was the kid that pushed me was arguing with the kid that, uh, that pushed me. The, uh, he was arguing with the kid on the sideline like the entire game, like this just random skater kid, just giving him shit the whole time, to, to, uh, talking to him the whole time. That kid jumped in on his side in the fight. So we had, <laughs> I also remember two D details. Wasn't there a man just hurling beer bottles? There was a, there was a growth, like all these other kids were in between, like, I would say like 25 and 35 at the time. This man, like, could have been like 56. Like he, this man was <laughs> just very, he was just a shirtless man, very, <laughs> quite the gut. Were um, either of the knees there? They were not. His, ah, uh, typical. These friends were there though. It was mostly Steve's friends. The, Steve's one friend had the best call. Everyone, the kid that started the fight, he punched him once and just grabbed him and then just fell on his back while holding him. So <laughs> while that kid, like people were trying to kick him while he was on the ground, they were just kicking the kid that started the fight. <laughs> So he, 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 did, he didn't your brother also and get one like, of these other friends that were not playing the game he grabbed me and i i did not get touched but didn't didn't your didn't your <laughs> we went to like court and everything for it also it was, it was, also I we, went to, we had to go to court for like two or three years because i, I love that you were like escorted out like the golden goose because you were the travel <laughs> basketball star like that, <laughs> that's such a a South Philadelphia like upbringing, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, grab, grab Soya. He he's got districts with Mister Mostak <laughs> on on Wednesday. We can't lose him. We got St. Pat's, but uh, also didn't one of your brothers his get jaw like jaw shut because of it? Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't even. That was the worst get, part about it wasn't the fight. We had it. We had to go to court for like years because of it, and it just turned into not much of anything. Didn't didn't one of your brothers get like his head punted like a football? Well, the part we. So they like Steve and Ryan got the worst of it, and uh, it was almost over. And the man that was throwing beer bottles, like they're basically like stops. So Steve's like on all fours, about to get up, and this man just comes over and gave like a weird like windmill punch. Under thing. Just, like, Dude, oh. that guy was just there for some action. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love was, this man. It was <laughs> good for that guy. And, then, and you know uh, what? Your brother Steve's been very mean to me over the over recent years. So like. <laughs> So, so my feelings on this story have completely changed. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm with that guy. It was, uh, it was, it was interesting. Um. All right. So, so what did you think? If it was a kickball story, though, what would you have 
So like, like, do you think there was like they they threw some chin music and kickball or something? No, and was it was a, just, someone's rushing the mound. I just thought it was all of that. The best uh, but after oh, a kickball he, game. The uh, the best part of the court side of it when we had to go to court was uh, so one, they try to use the one guy's alibi for not being there was that he played in a men's softball league game because there's a softball field behind it and he was the kid that like there was an, the kid that pushed me had an older brother and he was like the worst of it doing all of it. Mm-hmm. And his alibi was that he was playing a softball game. So the uh, we had just a public defender. She used his stats from a softball game as like an argument of why like that's not a good alibi. So she used, she like got his stats somehow and said like, oh, well, he went one for four and he let off with a home run because he had so much adrenaline pumping <laughs> from, the bat, from this fight. And then you could see that his adrenaline later in the innings died How down because he did not get a hit the rest of the day. How did, how did the court react to that? <laughs> there was just a hush fell over the court. Oh, man. But I had to, like, because remember, this is a public defender. So, like, she wanted, she didn't even, like, we would have yes, to. Yes, sir. That's still, like, I'd imagine she'd have gone to law school at some point. She's, no, she did. She did. And yeah, so, but like, she's using box scores from a song. I thought it was hilarious. Well, it was more of just the, like, the rile up the guy. I think yeah. it was, that was her end game there. And it did work kind of weird because the guy was just, like, you think I kind of annoyed by that. Um, but you have to remember, like, she has all these cases. She's getting, like, five minutes before we go, like, people are going on the stand. She's getting, like... Yeah, so okay, who even happened? told her? That? Oh, that's such a big guy move. Tell me the big guy was one talking about the softball stats the whole time. <laughs> well, we were shocked she brought... Because, like, we like we didn't even know that was going to be as, like, alibi. Like, she knew about it. But we didn't even... And it, it was a weird situation in the courtroom-wise, too, because it was, like, you're thinking of, like, movies and all where it's the whole court, it's caring about that. This was in like this is like traffic tickets and all. Yeah, and no, all they're cycling so, in and out. Yeah, Some it's like coming in and out, and all of a sudden we go up there and we're up there for like two hours. So it's just like, did you know you're allowed to just sit there and watch if you want to? I it doesn't surprise me. Court place is a like, courthouse is a great in, place to hang out. You never know who you'll meet. Uh, you always walk away with a story. Um, so my counterpoint story to this: my brother is in a pickup or like a summer not pickup. It's a summer basketball league in New York. And um, so in this league, really oddly, um, and remember, this is like a summer league, peep, multiple, on average, like multiple players get thrown out of the game each game. So you're like, oh, like, what, what is this? basketball games are, are ridiculous. They're no, no, no. But Sawyer, this isn't because of the players. This is because of the referee. Um, um, if you say anything at all, like what? When they call you for a foul, you're gone. And the reason is. Because the man who runs the league, if you get thrown out of a, league, a, a game, the only way to be reinstated is to donate $25 to his foundation, what? which he runs. Uh, oh, my. Dude, I was begging. Tim Donahue? Like, what are, dude, I was begging my brother to let me go to his game impersonating an FBI agent, which is actually a federal crime. But I was like, dude, I will shake this man's hand and be like, hi, oh, uh, Lucas Antonio. IRS. I, I heard my brother. My brother uh, was in your league. Now, this can't be right. That that you know, young Jimmy Salisbury isn't allowed to play next week without donating twenty five dollars to your charity. Because right here, I used the the bureau's computers down in Quantico. It says that uh, you're writing off those donations uh, for tax breaks. That that would be solicitation, extortion. Yeah. I, I, you know, that, that can't, that can't be the case. Right. So, I was getting, I was getting ready to defend these referees too, but no, no, me. that's what I'm saying. Like, I get where you're coming from, but no, this is like, 
this is very much like a a, a, a a very normal setup. Like, like it's literally like they call a foul on you and you're like, oh, like, like, like you know, oh, no, that was actually my teammate. <laughs> Out of here. You know what I mean? It's like, what? Oh, well, now you owe us $25. Because I've seen, yeah, I've seen like the whole, like where there's actually fight, like they fight the referees. It's like, mm-hmm. give us this guy a break. You're paying him like how much a game? <laughs> In my entire uh, basketball career, and I, I played normally like three seasons out of the year normally. Yeah, yeah. I, I played fall and spring and then in the winter. Um, I only ever got one technical in my whole life, but it led to me getting kicked out of the blue barn and telling the referee that just because his wife beats him up, it doesn't mean that it's an excuse for him to come to a basketball court and try to exert his will on a bunch of little boys. <laughs> this man made me really mad. He got the toss for that? That's shocking. That, well, no, no, no. That was at, like, I'd already been tossed. That's what got me kicked out. Is like this dude was being. This man kept acknowledging that I was getting fouled, and he kept being like, "You're big, it's fine." Oh, that is the word. Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's very clear. That That is the word. I hate when they do that. To this day, I'm six foot three. You know, a little tall. I'm not Shaquille O'Neal. Like I was always being guarded by someone at the very least around my size. Yeah. Around then, I was six feet tall. Like. I, I, I by no means did this referee need to as much as I'd like to pretend like I was Wilt Chamberlain and they needed to change the rules to to stop me. It was very, very normal. I, I oh my god, they will throw you at the blue barn though. That is, like... oh well, there's that that drunk guy, of course. Yeah, well, like, that guy, drunk, pot belly, slick back hair. I could, I, yeah. I can picture <laughs> Every... that guy in my sleep. Oh, I'd pick him out of a lineup tomorrow. I, I haven't yep. seen him in at least 15 years. I could pick him out tomorrow. Pro- probably, parents I'm... out. Honestly, What's probably that? one of us is gonna have to pick him out of a lineup one day because that guy, that guy's no he's, good. He's drinking while he's refereeing kids' children's basketball games. Let me ask you this, Sawyer. What do you got? Where do you think Charles Barkley ranks all time among people that are funny? That's a, that's a phenomenal question. But you like a lot of comedians. You like Bill Burr, for instance. Bill Burr, or Charles Barkley. Well, Burr's funnier than he is, but uh, yeah, he, I would rock. say he's, I think he's on the Mount Rushmore. And I'd maybe put him one for the, because they do that classic line of like, oh, he's funny for an athlete. Barkley's in a different category than that because he is just genuinely funny. Well, here's what I'm saying. I, like I'd put him, I'm trying to think of other. Phil athletes. Mickelson. He's, I think he's one. Phil Mickelson obviously is a better golfer than me. But if I could like roll out of bed tomorrow, play him in golf and come within four strokes it'd be like well phil like you dedicated your life to this that's just like something he does sometimes you know what i'm saying like that's what i'm saying with barkley like that's why i really think like uh, the, the man just- oh he i think he he could fit in if you just put him like i don't think you could just put him doing a set tomorrow and he would have like the structured jokes like that but if you put him in a group of like 10 comedians and he was just like shooting the shit i think he could handle his own honestly i feel like you could just put him on stage and have like one like i feel like if you just had charles barkley on stage and me sitting in a chair in the corner throwing out topics like hey chuck no, he'd make I, you yeah, he'd be be better than most like open mic guys what he'd be better than most open mic guys and stuff like that like i just mean like you're not you know i put him on there and he's throwing a special out tomorrow but I hate to I hate to say this, but this really crossed my mind the other day. We got that's, that's going to be a sad day when Chuck bites the bullet. Oh, it's going to be people will weep that don't know. Yeah, you you, you want to talk about a guy like the way Skip Bayless defender thinks that Skip Bayless unites the races and culture in America? That's Chuck. 
Chuck brings <laughs> everyone. You show me. Like that is one that I think it would be justified for people being because I'll, I'll make fun of some people when they'll have a, like a random celebrity die and they are overreacting a much. Like you don't you don't know this person. Yeah, he, uh, that's one that like there's certain celebrities that that do that get anybody with that. Yeah, I mean, you remember that story about him and that like one Asian man just being friends? With Charles? Yeah, have you ever heard of that story? Uh, or no? I don't think so. Dude, there was like this random Asian American man who like lived in the Midwest. Like, like you know, he's just like a businessman, like he's just like a goofy dad, and he like told everyone he knew that him and Charles Barkley were friends, and he like wouldn't shut up about it. And the guy died, and Charles showed up to his funeral. Oh my god, what an electric! Yeah, no, and it was like basically like Charles was and Charles Barkley's it like is a guy that's sticking out. That's not yeah, no, they they like ran into each other. It was like they were at like an airport bar or something together one night, and like this Asian man was just very nice and like was just very like, oh Charles, I love you. Like, let's talk it out. And like they just became buddies. Like Charles would sign like a new deal with TNT and this guy would text Charles. And it, like he's a celebrity that that's believable with too. Oh yeah, well Charles would sign like a, a contract extension at TNT and this man would text him like Charles, my friend, so happy for you and your continued success. As if like I don't know, a very nice man. And yeah, when he died, his daughter reached out to Charles. It was like, you don't understand. Like my my dad told everyone that you and him were friends. Like it would be and and dude, Chuck Chuck was mad that the guy never told him that he was sick. Chuck like came and visited him in the hospital, came to the funeral. Oh, what a that Chuck Barkley, what a guy. He is what a guy. From drafting you about to ask where where he is on like the all-time basketball list, too, and you hit me with it. No, nah, he's one of those guys, though, like like a lot of people have Malone over Barkley, but it's like, well, Barkley is one of the most beloved, endearing people of all time, and Carl Malone's a rapist. So, like, you know, like, give me give me Barkley 10 times out of 10. There, I'd much you know? rather be Charles Barkley. <laughs> Not only that, like, oh, that, that, that needs to be included, you know. And not only that, what Charles Barkley deserves credit for is, like, that guy, that guy's like six foot four. Like, look at what he did at the power forward position, you know? Incredible. That guy couldn't shoot the three ball. He did start shooting him towards the end of his career, but. Who do you got in the finals, Warriors or Celtics? Uh, I got Warriors. Now, is that who you want to win or who you think will win? Uh, that's both who I think will win, and I'd rather them win. I hate the Celtics. Explain to me what's going on with James Wiseman. What's his deal? It was supposed to come back multiple times this year, and they just kept pushing it back. They were saying they wanted to be 100%. Never really happened, so they're just going to wait till next year. They didn't – well, I think that at a certain point they were just good enough without him that they Did he play as a rookie? Yeah, played a little bit, but not much. Do you think he just stinks, or do you think he's uh, – I think, I think he'll be – I think – I don't think he's going to be – Worthy of the number one pick, but I think he's going to be a solid player. It's funny that I feel like everybody was like shitting all over that draft, but like Edwards and Ball sure have like set the league it's, on I fire. I think it's a, it's a pretty good draft so, so far. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, who? Give me this. Yeah, I think, who, it, yeah, I think it's good. Who, whose legacy do you think is most uh, most at play here? Who, who gets impacted the most on either team uh, with the finals win? You know. Yeah, we might be having a, a technical difficulty here. I got no idea what's going on with that, folks. That just kind of started happening all of a sudden. There are many, many good episodes. 
at least I know you guys can hear me a lot better now. And also I know from listening back that you guys hear me and not Sawyer during these technical issues. Uh, I imagine that since I'm recording on Zoom, so at least I'm able to kind of keep the conversation going here and keep talking on my own now and not just have you guys listening to dead air. Got the sniffles a little bit right now. That kind of happens to you after Memorial Day weekend. All right. Uh, this should only be but a few seconds for you, the listeners. Meanwhile, in real life, uh, me and Sawyer have had uh, like hours of trying to, to fix this uh, internet connection dash connectivity problem we were having. Um, and before I get to the topic, we were in the midst of discussion, which was uh, NFL or NBA finals this year, legacies, all that good stuff. Um, I wanted to say that a lot of people going into like Memorial Day weekend that do podcasts. Um, uh, a lot of people, of course, now also people are now bombarding me with text messages as I start this. Are you hearing that? It was, it was making noises, so I assumed you could hear that. Yeah, I could hear it. I could hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just can't even finish my thought now. I'm getting like pepper sprayed over here uh, <laughs> with, with correspondence and, and people caring about me. What a shame. But I was going to say a lot of hosts will like record a podcast a week before Memorial Day to like release the week of Memorial Day. Uh, okay. We did like the opposite and our pre-Memorial Day podcast got rained out because of technical difficulties <laughs> so this is like our pre-memorial day podcast but post-memorial day would, would you not concur good for us for being different yeah that's true all right so we're finally at last after hours nba finals this year legacies give, give me some thoughts some players uh, I, don't, I don't know how much you heard of me before uh what was the initial question? How many, uh, who do I like ranking like the people's legacies wise? Coaches, all that, who you think's really got uh, the most to kind of. I, I think I was in the middle of, I don't know if you heard, I think it was in the middle of saying Curry, Curry rankings wise, one for that. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, he's legacies already kind of cemented, but I think another championship, they're going to start here in the Magic versus him uh, debate more. Um, Oh, and, and that was something, that was actually exactly where we got cut off last time, As I was trying to ask you, uh, I have no idea if this will be in the podcast or not, the viewers might be hearing me say this for a second time, but has Curry ever, like, had a good, like, finals? He hasn't been, He he's had a final where he, he wasn't bad in them, like, he, he had some bad finals, and then he had, uh, I think the last one with Durant, he was solid, but he wasn't. Like, he hasn't had a fi- finals where it's like, oh, that was his moment. He hasn't had mm-hmm. that yet. So, yeah, that could definitely help him this year. What about Clay Thompson? What about Draymond? I have – because I, I think Thompson, because he has never been, like, where he could even argue is the best player on that their team, that he has – like, he's not going to change him. It's like, I think it would be bigger for a guy like Tatum to get a cha- uh, championship the first one this young. Big Al Horford. Like, what about Big Al? I would love a Horford guy. I, I love Horford to spend his time in, in Philly. Uh, I love him. I think that it'd be great for him. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, it, I think it'd be bigger for him almost than it would be for, like, a Draymond. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although I do think Clay and Draymond, I think they might get a boost from this just in those, like, we didn't really, like, we were here before Durant. You kind of forgot about it. Yeah, you and know it was what I mean? still, like it was still that. that important. Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. No, they're, they're next up. But and, I, I, and don't even get me started on the rage that I, as a Timberwolves fan, feel 
that now uh, Andrew Wiggins is good. I was being, he was going to be the, the next guy I thought well, I was going to bring up the fourth best player on a championship. Who I think is like the most interesting at all. And you just got these bozos now. Like like that honestly shows you how Skip Bayless ruined our sports discourse. Is that it's just like even with Andrew Wiggins, a guy that was the laughing stock of everyone to, to my own like chagrin. Like I was defending yeah. this man. Uh, uh, now, now he's on one good team for one year, and it's like, well, well, now the, forget about this. You know, let's let's talk about this guy being good. Hall of Fame, you know? That, yeah, I, t- I was, we spoke about that before. How they they had that talk on the Bill Simmons podcast, which, and you know, I'm a huge Wiggins fan, but that that was a little much for me. I will say for, for him though, I will say this: like during this playoff run, like I think he may, you could make an argument for him being the second most important player. Uh, for the Warriors in this in this run, yeah, but like you know, I don't know. Right? If, if he, no, none I, of them I, have I, been. I, I, nobody on the team has been consistent enough. Where like Poole has had his big moments in the run. Uh, Clay obviously did. Draymond always kind of kinds of does his own thing. So yeah, but now we got but, Tim the Con Man Connolly. So I don't think we really got to be worried too much <laughs> about any of this. That was a big get for you guys. That was that was. Oh, also I don't know if you saw. He did not get a piece of the team, which I don't know why, but as a, a third party that like made me happy because like a lot of people were kind of like, oh, well, the Timberwolves had to like, you know, give them everything to get them to come. And now I can be like, nope. No, that's just, just a ton I do of like money. the amount of like not headlines only. I've seen him like they'll bring there'll be headlines not about the Timberwolves, just about uh, Nuggets. And they they like mention him in it. Like they'll be like, oh, what's next for the, the Nuggets now that he's not there? My favorite I thing, I would see Nugget fans online. I saw one this morning. Somebody tweeted out something where I was like, uh, uh, like Amid Amanda Moutier for like, you know, I was like some ridiculous. <laughs> uh, this wasn't exactly what it was, but it was like, it was like Tim Connolly staying pat amid Emmanuel Moutier for, for Devin Booker trade rumors or something like, like you know, <laughs> way back when or something yeah. like that. Some guys are like, see it, Tim, like, we'll really miss you. And it's like, all right, guy. Like, like I, I, <laughs> that, that's annoying too, especially if it, if it was one involving Booker, because that was like a, for some reason, he was early on involved in every trade rumor. They did the same thing with the Sixers. That was a big Oka for, for Devin Booker after the rookie years, which is like, yeah oh man you can do that every single draft class like ever switching from basketball quick baseball thing you hear about the the orioles outfield wall no no i thought you were about to ask about that fantasy football thing but now what's that that's been talked about yeah that's what i was gonna say i I mean i was surprised you were bringing that up there's no pearl clutching here but like tommy tommy fam's just a psychopath and then, like, people are just so starved to be like, athletes, they're just like us, that this is getting <laughs> beaten Yeah, I'm surprised you're breaking that up. Right. No, no, no. Um, What's this outfield wall? Uh, Cam- in Camden Yards, uh, uh, the Orioles, they moved their wall back going into this year, like, 15, 20 feet, I'm going to say off the top of my head, might be wrong on that, but it's also very funny just because, like, clearly, if you look at the wall now, it's just, like, like literally just moved it back. Like, like it, it goes out like a rectangle, yeah. you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, they, they talked about it. They are just like, ah, like, we really were, like, taking a hard look at the numbers, and we think uh, it was too easy for visiting righties to hit in this, like, get homers in that park. Like, like you know, it's their home park. Baseball, biggest home field advantage out of any sport because, like, the, the the fields, the, yeah, the stadium's field different. You know what I mean? Very much so a decision they got to make. Uh, the Yankees recently, Aaron Judge hit a home run or like a ball that got caught at the wall. 
and it would have been a walk off the year before. And like <laughs> after the game, and that's not even why I'm bringing it up. I just wanted to see your take on like the wall thing. Cause I think, I think changing a stadium is very cool, specifically strategically. Like, I think that's awesome. It would be hilarious to do it every, every single year. Like the, uh, the Phillies trade for Gibson last year, if they just were like, Oh, well, he, he's not good at hitter friendly parks. So we're, we're just moving the wall back. Like, we're yeah, yeah, exactly. Every year. Like, but, but Aaron Judge was just like, I just think this is a disgrace. Uh, uh, it's like build a park, create a stadium uh, uh, inside a video game. Like, well, they took a great ballpark and they ruined it because I didn't hit a home run there. It's also awesome now because whenever somebody hits a home run there, they call it the Great Wall of Baltimore. That's fun. I, I like a little character, you know. Give me a big wall. <laughs> Give me a short like porch. Give me like some ivy in center field. Somebody can hit it into. Give me a body of water the ball can land in. Like, come on. No, I'm I'm all for that. I like when it's unique to the, to each uh, individual stadium. Yeah, I think they got to do that. Who, more. who has the, like the hot tub out there? Doesn't a few of them have like hot tubs out in the? Yeah, I know uh, Arizona does. There's McCovey yeah. Cove, obviously, which is really cool. But honestly, yeah, is- I don't think enough gets talked about about like how much that kayak game is for bozos. Like how many people <laughs> are just sitting on kayaks out there? And imagine a home run ball gets hit into the water and just lands, you know, 40 feet away from you near somebody else in a kayak. I'd be furious. <laughs> like that, that, that is just such a sucker move. You know, it's a thing that like if you were there, it's like, oh, these, these guys are there's How early do you think they get there for that stuff? Like. Um, oh, uh, I don't know for that, for that, if you think about it, like, I feel like you don't really see a ton of kayaks out there. So like, no, like but I, I don't know, I can just see it like, I don't know, like that, a restaurant that gets talked up on, on yeah, things. Yeah. Like, oh, that's great. And then you go there and there's a line around the building. I mean, you're just, you're just sitting in a, a kayak's pretty tight. Yeah. Like it's comfortable <laughs> for what you're using it for, but I wouldn't want to sit in one for an entire baseball game. I, just, I, I was just in one, uh, like. A week or two ago for a fishing trip. It was, you're not, you don't want to be in there all for a whole baseball game. That's just madness. Oh my goodness. Um, I believe you've got a, uh, a macro, a macro marketing for us, Sawyer, this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, all right. So you <laughs> it, it would rebrand the entire show, the, uh, to not be a podcast at all. It would be an anti podcast where we call it a non tell advice talk show where we we strictly just attack other podcasts uh with the intention that they would eventually start talking about us because they're getting mad that we're making fun of them and eventually uh, they would give us our own show our own actual talk show because of it i like that talking about us and we're attacking them from like kind of the snooty like oh like anyone can have a podcast exactly like well we're dying like we're not a podcast we're a non-televised talk show dude jay mariotti used to used to like shit all over podcasts (laughs) that we got kicked off espn for being too annoying and he came out with a podcast right away which he he tried to claim was like a show but it was just a (laughs) podcast like tried to make it sound very different like uh, uh, like I think he called it like a sports podcast show, and there wasn't even video involved. But I actually really liked that. I love. Like, we, we could say that what we're doing is is like uh, recorded live theater, and we could just be yeah, like, you know, you that, that, that Rogan, he's just sitting talking into him like that's not art. No, it's just come on. what qualifications does he have? <laughs> you know. And then they, where we get around to this, and then they would have to talk about us because of that, and then maybe they would give us our own actual show because of it. I like that a lot. 
you know, controversy creates cash. That much, it, that much is certain. That's that's business one hundred and one. You can't you can't walk into a business school without somebody telling you the controversy creates cash. That's <laughs> that's that's just you know. Speaking of controversy, create cats. Cats. We have a new segment uh, called LD Explains. I'm a very good oh, explainer yeah. of things. Uh, very informative. Uh, you know, it can normally Sawyer's going to present me with with a topic to talk about or something to explain. But this time uh, I actually had to explain something to Sawyer. So I saved it for the podcast. Um, AEW wrestler MJF no showed a autograph signing this weekend. And he, you know, started this big hubbubaloo. And, you know, I had to tell Sawyer what's going on. So at this point, I think it has become storyline because I think basically so so there was a real butting of heads months ago and it all came to a head this weekend. And okay. I think there was a legitimate is he going to show up at the pay-per-view or not? And then I think once MJF did show up, uh basically him and Khan had a sit down that night. And they're running with like, it, kind of what? And they're running with it now. Yeah, right. now so now I do okay. think they're running with it, but what all started a few months ago. So so AEW just recently turned three uh, and a lot of the initial contracts are coming up. MJF, uh, you know, was, was, was a small guy before uh, uh, AEW. He wrestled in the uh, Voorhees flyer zone quite a few times as oh, recently he? as like 2017, 2018. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. So, um, you know, he comes into AEW and he's on, you know, let's call it, I, I don't know the figures, but, but I do know like these scales being reported. So like he, he, get started on like, let's say like a prospect contract, right? Like, Hey, we, you know, let's take a flyer on this kid, you know, a year and a half in he, he very, very good at that two year mark. It's very clear that he's going to become a staple of the show, a real, you know, a, a real, a real uh, uh, centerpiece. So they give him a raise. Uh, he's making well into six figures now for sure. Um, and, and uh, you know, he, he has that contract until 2024. So a few months ago, he gets in a big argument with Tony Khan uh, because he's saying that, like, you know, uh, he, he is such a huge part of the show now. He deserves much more money. I am very pro uh, a talent, very pro athlete, as I know you are as well. Crazy part is, is that Tony Khan was like, sure, like, let's knock you out a contract extension for you. I wanted to make you, you know, one of the highest paid guys we got. MJF just wanted a raise. He didn't want any more years, which, like, <laughs> I just don't. Like, I was thinking about it, and I, I think there was one running back that got drafted in, like, the fifth round semi-recently and then immediately became, like, the team's entire identity. And he was just kind of like, well, look, guys, we need to we need to negotiate before I get ran into the ground. Yeah, and then, before you give us... Yeah, 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 yeah and I'll make it, like, yeah, yeah. 400000 a year, and I never get a second contract. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't think of that in, like, sports, really, or, or no. you know, movies or TV, where it's just, like, you, you get... A raise without really a, a further commitment. So um, I'm happy things seem to have worked out. And I, honest to God, I know I'm a big AEW guy right now, but I just think WWE would be terrible for uh, MJF. In the three years he's been with M- uh, AEW, he's wrestled like 40 times total because, like, they built him up to be like a big attraction. You know what I mean? Uh, How WWE, big, like, where would you rank him in in that as like star wise for for AEW right now? Yeah. Um, definitely top 10. There's guys like Punk and Brian that like have more of that crossover mainstream appeal. I'd put him uh, probably right outside the top five off the top okay. of my head. Okay. Mm. Will I sip some water? Give me your opinion on MJF. You've seen him uh, a few times now. 
We I did get to see him live. I I was sold right from that. Once you seen him do that uh the box thing, yeah, the commercial break, I, I was sold on him. Yeah, he was. I think we mentioned this uh, when we talked about being yeah, there live. But MJF, he uh he was in a box and he uh had was like shipping sipping champagne and stuff. And when the camera stopped rolling for commercial. Uh, you know, you think, oh, is he going to drop the act? Is it going to be nice to someone? No, he just leans over and flings the champagne. Right yeah, more than once. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very funny. Oh, my God. It was it was an electric night. Really, in any in any form of entertainment, like that level of commitment, that's what you want, somebody to buy in that much. You know what I, I mean? Got it. it's, it's great. It's really about committing. You, you a Harry Potter fan, Sawyer? I was never a big Harry Potter guy, but. You ever see those movies? I saw the first two i want to say dude let me tell you something those brits know how to write comedy like in terms of characterization <laughs> number one that redhead rupert grint the kid who played ron weasley how he is not like trolloping throughout holly he should have been the next jonah hill that guy is hysterical <laughs> and like it's all like him you know what i mean but not like dude like like i was just watching I, i've been watching him recently because I'm, I'm working on uh, on a character for something and I don't know I'm just very uh, in, in this Harry Potter zone right now. And I'm like, dude, it's like there's this great scene in the second one where where Harry's like being locked in the in his mean like even his mean relatives, they're so mean to him, but they don't want him to go away to boarding school because they hate him so much that even though they can't stand to be around him, they can't stand the thought of his happiness. That's in like the first one, the kid literally like Harry Potter's living under the stairs, like eating a milk toast cracker for dinner. And that's meanwhile, like an old school like hatred that they would have too. Like, yeah, and like I meanwhile, feel like the hatred now has to be like violent or something. That's more yep. like a like that reminds me of like a Matilda. Yeah, dude, you, that's what I'm saying. The Brits they got some of that Matilda yep. shit, you know? Like, yep. dude, and 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 it's like he, he's Dudley, like his his. His like stepbrother, it's his birthday, and he's literally meanwhile like, "Mommy, yeah, daddy, I I, that, I've yeah. only got eighteen <laughs> presents. Last year I had twenty-one, and then the dad's like, oh, well, Dudley, you'll find that like many of the presents this year are actually quite bigger and more expensive than the mother's.' Like, well, no doubt, Dudley, we'll go get you four more tonight, Potter. <laughs> Dude, there's a scene where he's like eleven, they're like snapping at him to like clean up like spills and stuff. It's amazing." Dude, oh my god! And like, there's, there's, oh, in, I haven't seen third, that movie in, in over ten years, and that instantly made me remember it all. <laughs> dude, in the third one, which is like a good example of the explained LD thing, but like, dude, in the third one, there's this uh, Emma Thompson plays this, uh, uh, like uh, divinations professor, like crystal ball stuff. Yeah, she, she is just acting like a hippie that did three tabs too many of acid in their day and like they're they're just on like another stratosphere for life like she's like leaning in on her mind and just like oh darling i hate to tell you this but your soul is as dry as your brittle bone like like she's oh my god she's just a kook like they that's what i'm saying about commitment like they they go full send there dude in the second I'll one give there's the Brits that. They're, they're definitely yeah man in the, in the second one there's like this bozo teacher who's like all a fraud right and like dude like throughout the movie and like that's the whole thing is that the only thing he's good at is wiping people's memories so he follows around great wizards and when they do amazing stuff he wipes out their memory and then he'll be like hi did that <laughs> there's a moment where he has to wipe 
our hero's memory at 11 year old Ron and Harry. And he literally like springs out on them and he goes, adventure ends here, boys. Which is so good. That sounds like what like Captain Hook would say when he comes swinging in on a chandelier, you know? Like they're, oh. <laughs> and that's what I was getting at to begin with is like, there is, there is, uh, uh, in the, in the second one, Ron and, and his brothers have to, like, bust Harry and fly him home. And when they come home, Ron's mom comes, like, flying downstairs. And she's like, boys, I could kill you. Rooms empty, beds uncovered, car gone. And then she, like, leans over to Harry and she goes, oh, Harry, of course, it's so sweet to see you, dear. I don't blame you for any of this. And she goes, like, right, what were you thinking? And, like, she, oh, the Brits. So the te- one teach uh, it's one of the teachers that erases their memories. Oh, uh, well, he was a teacher for a year, yeah. Okay, that's. But he was more of like erasing a- young children's memories. That's. Uh, you know what he really is? Actually, like he gets accused of some things. He, he's basically like Jay Peterman. Like before that, he wrote like adventure. Oh, ah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Diddler. Mm-hmm. No, no, not a diddler. More, much more of like a Jay Peterman type five. If, if you right. catch my drift. All right. And now, folks, what was supposed to be a pre-Memorial Day weekend, double-double, we're going with things about the Jersey Shore. You know, I'm, it's too late pop-culturally to be like, oh, my God, the Jersey Shore, it gives us a bad name. Like, that's not what I'm going for. Um, but, like, there are different types of Jersey Shores. There was... Um, you know, your party shores, your family shores, you're kind of like ad- older adults drinking at bars shores, your, you know, kids drinking at bars shores, all that sort of stuff. So so we're giving you a firsthand real person's uh, uh, common man, eye on the floor, investigative, uh, journalistic, uh, uh, locals eye view uh, of the Jersey Shore. Is that is that not correct, Sawyer? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he's. Sum that up well. All right. So why don't you go first for this one? Because I'd really like to go first for the next one. Oh, that works. Uh, I started with the Fudgy Wudgy Man. Just an all-time all-time name for Jersey Shore Ice Cream Man. I don't know if I I per I know I did have the ice cream man on here, and we're gonna have to talk about ice cream okay. man at length, but could you specify what exactly is the fudgy wudgy man? He's on the beach, he uh pushes around a cart that says the fudgy wudgy man on it. Mm-hmm. A t-shirt for it. It's got a solid website too. Yeah. It's like the name. It's really the name that's selling me on it. So, so like, does he only sell fudge products? No, he has other ice cream products too. But yeah, yeah. fudge is cool. It's probably his, uh, his like, go-to. Yeah, I always like the, I, I always kind of really like those cartoon character bars. I always want that sponge. That SpongeBob bar was like fruit punch. Oh, and delicious. Like cotton candy. Yeah, that's a great, like, like, I like SpongeBob growing up, but like long past my SpongeBob watching intently years, like I would always order, you know, you know how when you're like at age 14, you'll be like self-conscious about something like SpongeBob. And then once you're 18, you'll be like, yeah, oh yeah, happens. SpongeBob's good, whatever. You know, and I was never even as big, like compared to other people, as big on SpongeBob as, as most people our age were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still eat them. They're, they're delicious. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there yeah. was a time in my life where I was like, man, I hope I don't look like a dumb kid. Like. You know, get, getting this, you know. But, down a, a um, but yeah, no, like I, I think that 
uh, you know, I, I thought that the push pop. I was a big. I'm always a big fan of the. When I was uh, really young. I was a push pop guy. I did the uh, Flintstones. Yep. Push pop when I was when I was really young. I always like that firecracker that has the the lemon. That one's cherry good. Cherry, that's always good. Tough to beat. I know the the uh, Stone Cold Wrestling one's big now, but I actually I don't think I've ever actually had one. I know yeah, like I one I didn't like get them up. as a kid, even though I liked wrestling. During yeah, I, ne- I never got. I don't think I've ever had one. It's just I, very I clear what it was. It was, like, it was like an ice cream sandwich, basically. Yeah, it's it's I like, but like to me, it was like I had ice cream sandwiches at home. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Do you know what else was always good? Do you remember the? This was more of like a Seven Eleven or like a snack bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a popsicle than a uh, ice cream truck one, but do you remember the uh, it's a caduzzi? It was like the foot long. No, I don't know that one. It oh, like, the, the screw one, like it's all different colors. Don't... Yeah, but it's like also really long. Like that's the yeah, main I think, thing. I think I know what you're is that it's about. huge. The uh, that you yeah you could get the uh, Flintstones push pop at like a Seven Eleven. So that's yep. that's where I remember getting it. Actually, it was more going up. Dude, I got ripped off at a, at somewhere in Wawa last summer. I, I got like three Flintstone push pops for this walk mm-hmm. back because, like, I think I had a tiny lunch that day. I'm a big band. It was mixture of needing to be cooled down, needing some food. <laughs> yeah. Bro, they were like three ninety five each or something. Like they were like, who's are? Yeah, dude, these push pops. I, I feel like they were like under a dollar when I. Dude, I, spent, I, I dropped like fourteen dollars or something. I remember walking out of there and I was like, it like didn't hit me until I felt like I had gone far too into the process to be like, oh, there's no way I'm accepting this. You know what I mean? No, you can't, you can't put, put, you can't put that back. Exactly. <laughs> it was, it was devastating. You're in line with three push pops. You're not putting those back. Literally since then, I look at prices long before, like that was the lesson I needed that, uh, that taught me the value of a dollar that day was last <laughs> summer with the, with the push pops at the Wildwood boardwalk. Um, up next. Uh, or uh, you went first, so so this is my first one. Uh, I just went with seagulls. Um, the tourists love seagulls for some reason. I'm not sure how you could like a seagull. It's the same thing as a pigeon, but way more annoying. There's way more of them. Uh, people feed whoever, like if you feed a seagull, you're the worst. Like accidentally oh, spilling French fries and thus attracting and encouraging seagulls is the worst. If you're sitting there throwing out caramel corn or french fries or whatever for a seagull you're just a terrible person generally seagulls are one of those animals that like i don't think should have any rights like in the sense of like like PETA can't be campaigning for seagulls like if i saw some snot-nosed brats with bb guns shooting at like a pack of rabbits i'd be like whoa stop there that's all i'm shooting at seagulls i'd be like thanks for for doing your work kids like thanks for helping out yeah like i i think a pigeon is maybe just dirtier in general, but they're not as like they don't annoy you. Like you leave a pigeon alone. Like, but a seagull just. Oh is... man, they got that. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> that was a really good. That was. Good. That was really good. That was good. Yeah, that was, that was good. yeah man. Uh, now, nah, dude. I mean, you just said that pigeons are dirtier than seagulls, and while that's probably true, um, I think I'd rather eat a pigeon than a seagull. Seagulls. Oh man, I, I don't want to eat a seagull. <laughs> it, it, it probably depends where you're getting it from. There's certain, dude, certain seagulls, parts of the city I'm not touching that that pigeon. <laughs> seagulls look like they are ramp. Like I don't know. Like I, it's more of an interior thing. Like I think seagulls yeah, no, gotta be rampant with diseases. You know, like I, yeah, I, I think pigeons probably are too. That yeah, was that was a thing I used to do when I was a 
I was really young and uh, and I before we moved to Jersey, I would open up our front door and let pigeons into our house. And my, yeah. my parents were not help, happy with yeah. that. <laughs> they had to be thrilled. <laughs> right. so we had a neighbor that like my mom would come home from work and you're like, oh, he, just, he did it again. Like, what do you mean? You would look in my house and there'd just be pigeons flying around my house. Oh, that's that is good. That is good. What what else do you got? All right. Let's next see what one. we got here. I didn't do like a really a top five for this one. I kind of just went wild with it. I'll, so I'll say that all out of order. Um, let's see what we got here. I like so this one's gonna little explanation. I don't if you're driving to the shore by yourself, it sucks and it's traffic, obviously. But one of the first drives down when you're going down the shore with like friends, once you like a friend actually has a car for the first time. Yeah. That first drive where you can actually listen to music everybody likes and stuff. I, I think that drives. The, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You got the windows down. Yeah. You're, you're yep. that messing see, around I, kind of. I actually um, I have a bad story about this. This wasn't about the first time, but I'll never forget uh, about a year after I, I want to say. Yeah, no, no, no. It had to be going into our senior year of uh, high school, actually, is when it was. Uh, me and some friends were driving back from the store, and we stopped for food. And we were going to a party that night, and we get, like, we pull out of the driveway, uh, or we pull out of the place where we stopped to get food. My friend put Atlantic City Expressway into his uh, GPS, and he starts heading into the direction to go on the expressway south back to the shore. I go, no, man, like, this is wrong. We have to go the other way, like, the, the right. turns that way. Like, we got to go on it north doesn't listen to me, starts heading southbound. Then, uh, while we're heading southbound, he cuts through one of those, like, police-only U-turn things. Because um, uh, he's, like, that desperate to make up the lost time. Um, mm-hmm. And and so then he, do- he does that, completely cuts somebody off on the expressway mm-hmm. at, like, full speed. Uh, that person's not happy, obviously. And so, so she's like yelling at our car and I'm just staring at her and she keeps yelling and I'm not doing anything. I'm not making a funny face. I'm just staring at her. And then our one friend in the back, she'd say, Oh, Luke, you should not be staring at that woman. Like she's worked up now. She's probably going to write down our buddy's license plate number and call the cops. And our friend goes, dude, if that happens, you're paying my ticket. And I was like, that is absolutely not true because I told you not to do this like three different ways and you did it anyway, not listening to me. So I certainly will not be paying for your ticket. Long story short there. I think that's like one of those things you worry about as a kid. That's just like not real. Like, Oh, somebody's going to write your license plate number down and call police. Yeah. Like- there's a lot of things like that. Are you worried about looking back? Like eh, I probably didn't need to worry about that. Yeah. Um, Next one for me, um, I have uh, T-shirt stores dash like T-shirts that say stuff. That's really one thing that the the Jersey Shore television show got right. There were so many T-shirt stores. There's so many stupid ones. The best uh, is they were were never political. But after the 2016 election, uh, tons of political ones came out. And like literally in the same store right next to each other, there would be like, you know, a picture of like, Hillary Clinton looking like uh, uh, an ugly witch that said, like, lock her up in hell. And right next to that would be, like, a, a picture of, like, Donald Trump, uh, uh, like, dressed up like a Russian soldier that said, like, like Putin's little bitch baby. And it's like, dude, people are so political today. They're just going to get mad at this store for having both of these. Like, Either one. Either one. <laughs> like, give me the classics, like, D-A-D-D, Dads Against Daughters Dating. Great card watcher. 
You know, uh, 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 I can fix it. It's like something's broken. Hand me my duct tape. That's great. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) Oh, and then there's like ones like my favorite is now there will be all these ones that just say like, I heart hot moms. I heart Vic women. I heart like sexy Latinas. And it's funny because like one time I'll, I'll see like an 11 year old boy that clearly hasn't hit puberty yet. That that's like a pencil neck geek wearing an I heart hot mom shirt. It's like, oh, this is funny. Like, haha, look at him. Sometimes you see like a 15 year old who's like, you know, horny as hell and like trying to do push ups to impress women wearing an I heart hot mom shirt. It's like, all right, kid, like grow up. Like, just put on a, a polo t shirt and, and flirt like the rest of us. Like, yeah, you're, you're not, you're, you're just being creepy. I swear to God, I saw like a 17, a pack of 17 year olds the other day in these shirts. And I was like, bro, you guys are weird. No <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Um, What's your next one? Uh, next one. I kind of combined it. Either we can do either one. Just touch on both. Uh, just because not every um area like does this with their high schools and stuff. Uh, I had either. Uh, the the first one's more of people. Uh, PA do this more than Jersey actually, but it's at the Jersey Shore. Um, Senior week in the summertime. What's that? Senior week? Uh, well, that too, that works. Some of them just get, like, my cousins growing up always got a shore house with their buddies uh, mm. from high school throughout the summer for, like, a month. Uh, I guess our version of that would be, like, prom weekend. Yeah. We did that. Um, Share houses, that's big. Yeah, exactly. Um, see, the real thing about a shared party space is that you've got to be smart enough to understand that um, you're like a locomotive. You know what I mean? Your body. And there's a conductor filling up a a furnace with wood and coal and like things to fuel you. And you need to sleep. That's what I always will say is the ignorant party mistake is like you like there will be 15 people staying in a shore house and there will be three people awake at 334 in the morning insisting on playing music at full volume to try to keep the party going and it's like yep. no you're actually hurting tomorrow's tomorrow party. Yeah, no, that's you know fair. what i'm saying like you got uh, that's just gonna happen to you you know you, you can't i've been that person plenty of time yeah um for my next one i've got uh way too drunk dad or uncle sometimes it can be oh, funny good one. sometimes it can that's be scary you know what i yeah. mean like like me and my friends we used to have um these these um uh it was like an anchor that had a bungee cord attached to it so you'd put the anchor into the shallow surf and then you'd pull the bungee cord back uh with one handle and with the other handle a friend of ours would hold on to it standing on a skimboard and you'd let go and it would launch you into the waves you'd go it was a great thing uh and like you know sometimes like a drunk dad would come up oh let me try and you know be like ha this this goofy can't do it like (laughs) You know, he'd give it his best shot. It'd be a real thing. You know, and then there was like another time where uh, a, dad, a drunk dad from Philly, like, came up to us sitting around on, on beach towels. We're like 17. None of us are even drinking at the time. Like, not even like at beach drinking age yet. This dad comes up to us insisting that one of us said the word fuck too loudly around his kids. And like, now he full on wants to like fight oh, us. Yeah. Not not at his kids, mind you, just near them. Yeah, and like, he, he thinks his res- kids hear that then. Then, 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 yeah, he'd make him a fool of himself. On the exactly. Beach. And it's one of those things where, like, there's nothing you can do because if you try to de-escalate it, it's just like, oh, I know what you're trying. Oh, you're better than me. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of those things. So, again, it can be good. 
it can be uh, uh, bad. Really, the best way I think to tell is to see how much attention they're paying to young women in their bathing suits. Uh, you know, if a drunk dad's just staring <laughs> that is a at some seventeen-year-old, yeah, 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 in a bikini, it's like, all right, this this guy's probably going to scream uh, an extended uh, a racial remark at somebody later tonight. At, at any point, <laughs> I remember the I think the first time I ever drank, like on the boardwalk, I was walking with a group of kids, and we uh, the the person who I was staying at their shore house had an uncle there who came by himself, and we stumble in him at into him at the end of the night coming onto the boardwalk with just not a not a pleasant woman and <laughs> like falling over onto the boardwalk with her like in the kid like we all thought it was hilarious the kid who's sure house we're staying out was like devastated by it that because we all he did was talk of his uncle going into that and was just like, like this is funny like I, I think he went up in my book not down but the kid was not pleased that's tough that's uh, i one time got out of a movie theater with my younger brother at the jersey shore boardwalk and we like walked out into like a full on fist fight. And I want to make this very clear, like, like, like multiple cop cars came and like they were needed. Like these two were throwing haymakers at each other. And I feel like that's what people think of when they think of the Jersey Shore. So like that going on. So, you know, sometimes uh, stereotypes are true. Agreed. All right. What's your next one? My next one. I'm just going to use this as my last one because, yeah, the one uh, we basically touched on one of them before. Um, this is kind of touches on the other ones I did, but it's a younger version of it. I did the boardwalk meetup when you're like before the age that you're really drinking, like maybe someone's drinking, but not not really like it's I, I feel like so where that ties right into my so I'm not like interrupting you. The, no, go ahead. Go no, hand in hand. Can I reveal my next one? Yeah, go ahead. I, actually, okay, I might have to blow my whole load here because I think both of my remaining two tied directly into this. Perfect. So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna think of a new like fifth one. My fourth one is gonna be uh, Young Love, which yeah, certainly that's what it, that's where I was getting. To ties into this. Are you ready time. for this? Also, wacky pranks and products because those are also <laughs> yeah, that tied is, in. They are that kind tree. of all one thing. Dude, oh yeah, here. So, so go and talk about. Give, give your little spiel on the meetup because I got some stories that tie into what I was. Just to go off what you're saying, like, say you're with a group of friends, it's you you would, you would have probably three of the friends are your where you said second, like playing pranks and stuff, messing around with people on the boardwalk, and then there's always one or two kids that are strictly just care about meeting up. There was a girl they want to meet up with, they they went to school with, uh, girls they met earlier on the beach or something. Uh, me and my buddies one time, or me and my one friend uh, going into seventh grade had like a summer, like, like we, we like tore out a piece of notebook paper specifically like and wrote on top of it like it was going to be our summer, like boardwalk phone number, like, <laughs> like, like, you what, know, you a burner phone reservoir didn't work out. Don't uh, he, he got uh, uh, grounded for summer by his parents for letting off stink bombs at the school uh, two days before <laughs> for uh, school got out. But what I was going to say is that me and my friends were devious with the, the prank products growing up, whether it was the, the laser pointer or a personal favorite of mine, I do a really good fake cough, which I'm not going to do right now because it'll be very jarring for the listeners. But um, I uh, used to 
I used to get these fake cigarettes with my friends when we were like 14 years old. And they like, they, they were so real looking. They even had like little foil underneath some like dirt on the end. So it looked like it was lit. And if you'd inhale it, like, like, you know, you could puff out smoke and like, I would just start coughing so bad and i'd be like hey guys are we are we going to the are we going to the ferris wheel later are we going to the fudge kit and like i'm not i hand to god sawyer i kid you not like multiple times adults came up to me like pleading with me to change my lifestyle ways <laughs> you know what i mean that was a good one uh then the the girl story i had was i remember going to sophomore year of high school some guys some girls were all on the boardwalk me and this girl really vibing Friend dares me to jump into the ocean. I do it. Girl just girl looked at me like a child after that. I mean, the magic is <laughs> gone, you know. Uh, really, when you're young enough, you think they'll, they'll be impressed by something like that. It's like, you know. The story of my life uh, was always more dedicated to the bit than, than to the girl, you know. <laughs> that he had been. <laughs> uh, also, I remember a friend of mine one time uh, got caught out by a cop uh, for walking like like this guy had just gotten really into weightlifting and you know he's like walking with his arms out like doing that <laughs> cop rode by on a bicycle and literally just went hey buddy got the suitcases out <laughs> and and like kept going it was it was one of the most stunning things i've ever seen <laughs> like like oh everyone that kid's entire week oh yeah it was it was it was unfathomable <laughs> all right what, what's your number five my uh that that's basically my whole list because one of the other you already touched on one of the other ones all right i i came up with an impromptu fifth one i'll use here which is free samples okay funnel cake little piece of fudge i was at this summer camp see i'm good sorry ever hear that phrase um uh prospectors get slaughtered settlers or settlers prosper or settlers get slaughtered prospectors prosper something like that basically saying like you always want to be number two you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So like I I'm an innovator, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I've always been hurt by the little people copying me, following me in life, yeah, things okay. like that. And like what I'm specifically thinking about here is I was at this summer camp at the Jersey Shore near the Jersey Shore boardwalk at this high school. And like we took this field trip uh, to the boardwalk one day and we were like supposed to go to this event and this event sucked. So I, even though I didn't have any money, walked around and just got free samples from places. Like even if they weren't offering any, I'd ask and they'd give me food. And I was just having a great time. Free ice cream, free fudge, candies, all this and that. Then a bunch of these snot-nosed brats my age who couldn't think for themselves just started following me around. And when I'd ask, they'd be like, oh, well, like me too. Like also me. And like then, you know, and then it turned to like 15 people. Like, I'm not giving you all free candy. Completely, completely. The Me Too movement started yeah, yeah, they, well, yeah, yeah, basically. But but instead of being victims of assault, they were just copycat sampler squanderers. You know what I mean? And they, they I think just, I think of the, the fudge down the shore the most with the, the free samples. I think that's the, the one that sticks yeah. out the most to me. That's you ever see that family guy joke where Peter keeps like changing into costumes to get free samples and a guy goes, nah, sure, nah. they're free. You can have as many as you want. Like <laughs> that really goes above you when you're a kid. Like, yeah. like somebody will be offering five free samples and, and you know, of like water ice and you'll try one flavor and you'll be like, damn, like I really wish I could try the other. And it's like, well, you can, it's a free <laughs> you sample. Can. It's a free sample. Especially something with water ice too. Like that's uh, not something they're, they're really running low on. You know, with the water ice, they scoop the water ice and then they hand you the spoon and you take the spoon and you eat it. Yeah. Uh, one time a friend of mine, uh, and this wasn't to be funny, 
Uh, the- it was utterly, yep. Yeah, yeah, he leaned in with his mouth open uh, for the woman to like put the spoon into his mouth. And she she jumped back. She like pulled the spoon away. She was like, uh, very funny. Yeah, somebody I know did that now with water ice, though, did that with a mom giving them soup. Mm-hmm. And this is not us as like teenagers, even. This is like kids like 26 at the time when he did it. And it was like, you're a grown man. I'm not, I'm not feeding you soup. <laughs> Some mothers, they, they can't wait to have an empty nest, I suppose. <laughs> All right, now for this one, the one I wanted to go first in. We have things that changed in sports. Um, I'm leading off RIP. He had he had eight months. Roy Hibbert, he transformed his body. He transformed <laughs> okay. his, his career, his fortune. Okay, so you got married. Okay. In the same season, this man became an all-star. Uh, the league left him behind. Roy Hibbert became an elite rim-protecting shot blocker. He could dunk a little bit, you know, all this and that. But the man was also 7'2 and incredibly unathletic. And, like, the small ball revolution came in. Like, this man literally went from an all-star, like, you know, in February, to completely unplayable by the end of that April. It was, like, two months. And he was even like unique too, because like he was like one of the first people to start doing that like straight up and down block. Like it wasn't even just he was a shot block, or he did that like going vertical. Like he was pretty unique at doing that. That wasn't a thing everyone always did. And then he just you couldn't even even play him. And he was like a towering man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like like oh my goodness. That guy got one moment in the sun. I believe he got his big contract. I also believe yeah, I won. But it was con- just a shame, too, because so many of those guys didn't work out. He actually, like, didn't come in the league. Like, it was big college name. But then he came in and didn't really work out at first. And he did just, like, really work to get better. Yep. Got better. <laughs> Put a lot of effort in. And then Immediately just, became an albatross. Yeah. No fault of his own. <laughs> That's good. All right. What do you got? Uh, I started with the uh, ever-evolving style of shorts and basketball. Ooh. You had the yeah the short shorts, then you had the re- the real long ones that always get talked about on the internet. They're stuck like now. I guess they're you would anytime you'd probably say the normal, but I feel like they are slowly getting higher and higher again. So we're going back to that. Do you know what's funny, man? Is this is one of those things that like I'm sure part of it was just because I was a child, but like, do you remember when we grew up and like there was that whole Allen Iverson like NBA decorum? Like, 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 I remember when they instituted that dress code, uh, you would have thought like these guys were killing each other. It was literally like, I just remember uh, me and my dad went to a lot of Sixer games at that time. And I just remember like sitting at home or like sitting in the car, riding home and Howard Eskin's on. And it's just like, these guys look like thugs. That's the term I was going to use. That's the one they throw around. Every time. That's what it always, it always was. Thugs. And like, dude, it's, I don't care. Like, like, I don't make this very clear. I don't care what these guys wear at all. But like now, do you remember the end of the? I remember 2000- just even being like really young, being like, "This isn't a good look for for the league to be complaining about." This. Yeah, like like at least in this. Like here's the thing: if you just wanted to make it a rule and be like, you know, we we want like suits and press conferences. Yeah, everybody I would get, wears suits. It was like the even- way I remember, like the way they <laughs> talked about it. You know, it was like classic, like like we're losing society. Here. It was impossible not to like. Living around this area because they, they I was hospital missing too. Yeah, I just remember being like, dude, who cares? Like, the, like, yeah, he looks funny with his big jeans, but like, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. 
kids loved it too. Like it wasn't even mm-hmm. <laughs> for this next one. Uh, I got injury lengths, and I actually think this screws, I think this screws guys over now because like David Bakhtiari last year uh, had a torn ACL. He was coming back from. And, like, he was activated pretty early in the year. But, like, after the year ended, basically, wrote an op-ed, like, explaining it all and talking about how he just had, like, fluid in his knee and his heel, his knee was just, like, never right that year. And, like, he couldn't bend it. Like, you know, all this and that. And it's just, like, because of all these other assholes who come back from torn ACLs in 11... You know, guys get Tommy John now and, like, throw harder afterwards. Remember yeah. when Tommy John was, like, a career ender? Now mm-hmm. it's like, it's like I, I you want Tommy John. It's like, oh, nice, you got Tommy John out of the way at age 19. He's <laughs> like going to be baseball movie who breaks his arm and he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the rookie. It's, it's like, like a real rookie. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll never forget. Dude, that movie really resonated with me as a child. Like, I was... <laughs> it's almost the, possible. The science really... Like, that science... I also remember arm wrestling somebody after they had a broken arm and they beat me. And I was just very like, well, I mean... The, the broken arm. Like, the broken arm. Stronger. Like that. <laughs> like I remember, guardian. they had a good sound effect for his shoulder. Like oh, sounded like like rubber bands. Like I was yeah. really like, man. They, like you, you break your shoulder. Like eh, you could potentially throw ninety seven. As twist at the end, always cracks him up. Yeah, so uh, that, I, it was the mom's glove. Yeah, and he had to do the underhand. <laughs> he he was the underarm pitch. <laughs> Honestly, great little like they didn't need all of that for that kind of movie, you know what I mean? They 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 got some good interconnectivity there. They they have the story come back full circle. Uh, I really love that. But now with these injury links, I feel like the first one people really think about was Adrian Peterson. Uh, even though it basically was a full year, he had that torn ACL that he was out out. but I feel like Adrian Peterson kind of started the ACL tears aren't big deals anymore thing yeah but and now it's like for some guys it still is but it like like it's like oh he sat out too long well then there was Cam Akers who tore his Achilles and was back in like that was because I was I was gonna say the Achilles is the one that like still sort of is but then yeah he just had that and came back super I'm waiting for guys, which always cracks me up with soccer because it goes back and forth with soccer. Sometimes a guy will like tear like his meniscus and they'll be like out three to four weeks. And you're like, what? And then other times it'll be like. That happened with uh, Ibrahimovic that had like where he was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's coming back already. He's like 38. And it's yeah. just happened. And other times guys will have like a bruised knee and we have for like two months. It's like, what, what is this? Yeah, Everton has like they had that signing that uh something just came up with him actually too, but the guy Gabam and who get hurt like in training the week after he came back playing like the volleyball soccer game in practice. <laughs> uh, but, oh yeah, the Packers speed of injuries. We had our starting center go out for the year the tour in ECL uh during fumble recovery drills a few years ago. Oh uh, god during training camp. That's that's always a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. What's your next one? Uh, let's go with – I had a bunch, so I'm just going to write off a random one. Um, oh, yeah. I want to throw some different sports. Uh, not a big hockey guy, but I did the bruiser in hockey as one. I didn't even realize the bruiser was gone. The bruiser was gone? Yeah, that's what they say. And maybe it's back, but the last time I I heard that, it's, it's non-existent now. I remember there was an article a few years back, too, so maybe they brought it back. Can't be bruising, dude. That's yep. – I tweeted this out recently. I forget what happened. How funny is it? Like, I know there's that joke, like, oh, I went to a hockey match and a fight or a boxing match and a, and a hockey game broke out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how funny is it that, like, even in baseball, like, fights happen. It's just a yeah. thing. 
dude, in, in the NBA or the NFL, if a guy swings at somebody like a little bit, you'd think he just took out like a, a terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Am I wrong? Like, no, like, and I think it's just because they, they a few times that it was bad in either sport, they took it like they were devastated by it. So they're always they, like, oh, if we make it, we overblow those situations. It won't, I don't know. Dude, like a It'll baseball not player that, will like, charge the mound full speed, swinging full force at somebody with no protection. And like a football <laughs> player will like shove a guy a little hard after a play and it will be, you, they'll call in the National Guard. What was yeah. the thing you... I remember the Kyle Turley when we were swinging the helmet. What was your point that even started? Oh, the hockey fights. That's right. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. I thought we like. You remember that though when we were kids, Kyle Turley swinging his helmet around? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, right, you you're going to love this next one. So I, I ended up narrowing it down and I just wrote power forwards. Okay. Um, I just feel like it's tough to be a power forward now. It's a whole different position now. Like it. Now you're like a, the power forward is just. David like, West, I feel like, w- wouldn't he, be able He's to one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Like they. It like actually was like a you had to be like a six eight, real sturdy guy. Now it's like the stretch four is basically the power forward now. Now you're more likely like like just to be another wing player. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't got to be tough. You don't have to be squat. Mm-hmm. Like a power forward used to be a squat man, which was a very funny idea for a man that was over six foot six inches tall. <laughs> but but you know like like he had to be a little rotund, and I liked that. Those were always they, I always there was always like. Every team I liked always had a guy like that. So, mm-hmm. all right. What's your next one? Uh, let's go with. I did uh, old timey baseball having where they had guys just smoking cigarettes and cigars while uh, playing and ch- chewing stuff. That's it's no longer the case. That's an honorable mention I had, which was just health and fitness. Yeah, um, yeah, where you like people call those guys better athletes. Like maybe if you could smoke while playing, they're not a better athlete than yeah. the, the people that dude, I. That's... Dude, I remember reading a book. Uh, there's a great book I have about Vince Lombardi's first year as a coach of the Packers. And it's like we had this running back who was like on the like the precipice of athleticism because he was like the only guy who wasn't an idiot that was afraid to lift weights. Like all these yeah. other guys were like, well, no, no, no. If you lift weights, you you get big and bulky. You don't want that. You want to be lean and quick. Like, like you know, I even remember when I was a kid, it was like, if you lifting weights is like bad for you. Was like, you stunt right. your growth and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember always hearing that. Yep. I'll never forget being at the gym with a personal trainer doing all these bullshit stretches and like body weight exercises because I couldn't lift weights yet. And I saw you were on the, like, you were on the Brady workout plan when you didn't even know. It. Yeah, I, I saw a 10 year old lifting weights and <laughs> I, it was literally like I saw him smoking a marijuana cigarette. I was like, I was like, dude, like <laughs> we got to report this to somebody. Yeah, someone, no kidding. Someone called Dyfus on this guy's dad. Dude, I, I'm not even kidding with you. Like, I, I remember being like, I, I went like, canceling wasn't a thing i wanted to cancel i was was like this guy like we we gotta we gotta teach this guy a lesson like what he's doing to his kid unacceptable i thought it was abuse um uh for my next one i've got hard-hitting safeties and honestly this is probably those are too great to have back to back the power forward and the hard-hitting safety honestly this is probably for the best do you remember like brandon merriweather like there used to be some guys who had a career just on being like oh i don't care about my brain like, I'm just going to no. fly full speed. And, like, we would just be like, oh, what a great hit. That's some good. Those players were beloved, too. They were beloved. 
I'll never forget when Vince McMahon launched the newest XFL. Like he was doing this whole like, well, the NFL's pansy boy millennial football. <laughs> he was talking about like hard helmet to helmet hits. And I was like, man, maybe I'm a pansy millennial, but I don't think I want to see that anymore. Like, yeah, that's so again, no, like, like guy's dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, and and you know, sufficient to say sometimes you see a flag get thrown on like a lowering the shoulder, yeah, and that sure, sucks. Yeah. You know, I'm not arguing that, but like when you really th- like. Bro, there used to be multiple times a year where a wide receiver just went limp on the field, like in midair, like jumped for a ball, guy goes helmet to helmet, and this man's not moving. And like, rather than just being like, and we're just sitting there like, and completion, like bad, but good, you know, bad result, good play. It's crazy. What do you got? Uh, The last one I had was just, uh, just white people playing this sport in general yeah we've really evolved since then and they'll claim like those guys are the best athletes ever it's like ah maybe if half the world can't play it more than half the world can't play it like maybe there's other people good at it that that's oh man i mean i'm a white guy here so i'm not saying you know (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like one of those honestly like you know how they talk a lot about like what's gonna be like when when human beings get replaced by robots us, we, we kind of know. <laughs> yeah, that's I, oh, that's one of my favorite things to say about Will Chamberlain. I'm a six foot three, uh, 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 powerful rebounder. Uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a six foot three David West, basically. And I always yeah. say that back in the day, uh, in, in Will Chamberlain's day, if I came out the tunnel to guard him, they would have been like, holy cow, I've <laughs> never seen such a strapping bull of a man to guard Wilton Chamberlain. We're about to see two colossal Titans tussle right here in front of our own eye. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but okay, so this kind of, you know, this is a point one for the white people because what I got here is uh, pitchers throwing less. We could still pitch us. I almost had, I, had, I was, what, almost what is up it. with that? So the math just isn't adding up. Like, like you'll see the guys that had like, over like 911 wins and it was like 500 losses. How many, how many? Dude, this guy back in the day, these guys were just like, I mean, I mean, a part of it, I think, is just that they were throwing like an, you know, it's like, what a blazing 86 mile an hour fastball. That's what I like, always wonder with those games. Were Was it just like, I know they didn't hit that many, as many, like it wasn't a home run derby. Was it, was that the concept though? Instead of like a big lineup where you just rapid firing it? Yeah, I, I, I think like part of it. Well, there was some, I think either the mount, well, also you could just spit on the ball. They had spit that's true, that's like, true. like <laughs> something was going on. That's <laughs> another also, character. Like, I love the old baseball movie character picture where it's always got to be the, the pitcher with the mustache. Just, yeah, I don't know yeah, what's yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. of his mouth. He's like turning into Goofy the dog somehow. <laughs> yeah, like his legs are, turned into like rubber band man. But <laughs> yeah, I swear, like, like, I just like this idea, you know, it's like the Sandlot dog is. just chewed all over the ball. I just like to imagine somebody at some point had the idea for like relief pitchers. They were just like, hey, man, what if when Johnny gets tired, we put in a guy who isn't and he's like throwing like when like, like, you think I of, just imagine a manager watching his pitcher and I'm like, man, stands a lot better in the sixth and seventh inning than in the 14th and 15th. 14th like, and what 15th. We, yeah, what are pitching we, off off a no day's rest? <laughs> also, like, you know, there was like a time where guy, you know, like Cy Young pitched like every day. That's then what I'm saying. Like, they, yeah, no days. You know, they they, they had like a rotation of like two guys. 
I, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when they expanded the rotation to three and they were just like, oh my, how soft are these guys now? They got- two days off to, to wait the pitch. Oh boy. Old sticky withers McGee never would have had this. He would have, <laughs> he would have thrown up his line. I mean, also you got to think like once we started letting uh, black and Hispanic people play, it was just like, well, these guys are doing things with the balls. We didn't even know were possible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could do that. That's something that never made sense to me. Why is there like this, you know, Jackie Robinson deserves all of his credit. Why is there not like a Jackie Robinson of football or, or base or of, uh, of, of, I mean, hockey, the answer there is obvious basketball, like right away. They were just like, well, we need black people to play this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess that, like, <laughs> I'm trying to like, leave some old timers, but it's never, they always make that movie, but they don't, I don't know. It's yeah. not the same. Jackie. Oh. I love, I love in like one of those like 1960s movies when like, you know, some guy like yells the N word at a black player and like the black guy looks upset. And then like some man in the modern day who definitely still doesn't like black people is like, see, like they, they don't appreciate that, that it used to be worse. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the lesson. Oh yeah. Cause that's the goal. Yeah. It's not as bad as it was. It's not as bad. Yeah. We got to wrap this up now, folks. Uh, we, we fought through a lot to deliver this product uh, for you. So appreciate it damn it all right (laughs) could be worse it could be worse yeah all right (laughs) we'll see you guys next week thank you for another thrilling installment of the lowdown